Sergio Troncoso is author of the award-winning collection The Last Tortilla and Other Stories. He has also published a novel called The Nature of Truth and has now come out with two new books, a collection of essays called Crossing Borders, Personal Essays, and a new novel called This Wicked Patch of Dust, which is part of the prestigious Camino del Sol series put out by the University of Arizona Press. A native homeboy of El Paso, Texas, Troncoso now lives in New York City. Let me say, Sergio will be reading here at UTEP, along with fiction writer Aaron Morales, on Friday, November 4th at 7 p.m. The reading will be in Quinn Hall 212. Sergio, welcome to Words on a Wire. Hey, Daniel. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Well, it's nice to have you. You're, uh, we're, we're, we're calling you from New York City. That's where you live, right? I, I'm in New York City, and I'm overlooking the Hudson River right now. It's a beautiful fall day. Well, you know, being from El Paso and uh, now living in New York City, you're, you're a very prolific writer. I mean, four <laughs> books in the last several years. Do you sit and write by that window looking out at the Hudson? Well, I, I sit and write wherever it strikes me, but usually I do. My place here, and it overlooks the Hudson River, and I can see New Jersey, which is not that picturesque, <laughs> <laughs> but the river is nice. And, you know, it's quiet, and I love to, to do my work here. And it depends, you know, I think you know as a writer yourself that sometimes you write something from scratch somewhere, and then somewhere else you go edit it simply to change your mindset, and I do that all the time. Well, you travel a lot. I know you do a lot of um, readings all over the country. Do you do you write on the, while you're on the road or in airplanes I, or at airports? I, I do. I mean, I, I, I'm always working on something, and usually when I'm traveling, and you're not going to believe this, but in October alone, I will be in six states. Wow. <laughs> so I'm kind of exhausted, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But, you know, I try to work on shorter pieces, uh, essays or, or stories or editing pieces that, um, that already I already have a draft or two of. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the kind of work I do when I'm traveling. And, and a lot of those editorial pieces you put on your, your blog, don't you? Yes. What, uh, what is your address? What is your URL for that blog? Well, my blog is chicolingo.com. Chicolingo.com. And, and my, my website is simply my name, SergioTroncoso.com. And, and you can actually get both, either the blog or, the, or my main web address from the other one. They're both linked together. Six states in October. That's a lot of traveling. Let me ask you about that. A lot of people who don't write, a lot of non-writers, have this illusion, I think it's an illusion, that when you get a book published, that's it. You just sit back and wait for the fame. But that's <laughs> when the real hustle begins, isn't it? Uh, oh, and it's a different hat. You know, you, you know I, I wrote, wrote these two books over the last few years, this book of essays and the novel, and you're mostly in isolation. You know, you, perhaps you're, you're having people read it and you're having conversations with different writers or, or your readers before the books are published. And then once the books are published, it is, you know, the work of getting out there and almost being like a used car salesman. Right. Keep the books in your bag. I think I liked it better when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I'd rather go back to writing. But you've got to get out there. You've got right. to read at universities. You've got to read at bookstores. You know, you just have to get out there and you get invited to speak. And it's, you know, the publishers want you out there because they, of course, you know, have put their money, you know, where you are, and so you need to, to reciprocate and get out there and sell mm-hmm. your book and, and just tell your story. And most publishers um, have zero budget for, for promotion, and, and so a lot of the responsibility is falling on the writer these days. Well, and, and you know, and that's happening, you would be surprised that even the bigger houses, 
even even in New York, you know, Barnes and Noble is not in great financial shape. You know, Borders <laughs> just went under, right. and and so the entire industry is is going through a lot of convulsion, financial convulsion, and so a lot more responsibility is being given to the writer. And and you can, you know, I mean, I've told people I actually make as much money or sometimes more money depends on the year by speaking than I do in my, through my writing. I could believe that. Absolutely. And and so, you know, so you, you you just have to do whatever you need to do to get out there to be able to travel. You hope at least share the cost with other people, but it, it is a lot of work certainly for the first two or three months after the book is out. Right. And you always hear these narratives uh, from writers who say that in their first or second book, uh, they had to put him in the trunk of their car and drive from city to city and do well, readings know, wherever they could on the street corners and the plaza. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> it's true. I mean, John Grisham sold his, I believe, his first novel out of the trunk of his car, you know, for a long time. And, you know, you, you just have to get it out there. In fact, tonight I'm having a a big book party here in my building. I'll be there. And you want to come? New York City, dancing girls <laughs> and everything else. Uh, but yes, it's one thing after another. I, I heard a statistic somewhere. It's about two or three years old, and and so the number may be higher even now. But I, what I heard is there are over 100,000 books published each year in the United States. It's amazing that two of those this year are yours. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I was just somebody just asked me that this morning. How did you get two books out in the same year? And I say, well, look at the circles under my eyes. <laughs> One book, two books. It's just a lot of work, and I'm always working. I like to work, and you know, over time, I think I've gotten a little better at it. And I think the the other thing is, as you know, I have a family, and for me, it's always been very important that I do not sacrifice quality time with my family. So my kids have gotten older. You know, I have two boys, 14 and 17, and they, they, for the most part, you know, don't want to have a lot to do with me anymore. You know, <laughs> you know they, right, they have girlfriends, they're moving forward, and we've done a good job. And, you know, they're going through high school, but they're, for the most part, you know, self-propelled. Right. And so this has just given me a lot more time. And, you know, I, I decided once I had a lot more time and, and, and Laura and I, you know, had the time that I would be able to produce more. And I also resigned from a lot of stuff that I was involved in that was not directly related to writing. I was on a, on a few boards. I was on the Hudson Valley Writers' Center board mm -hmm. and also on the board of Curbstone Press. And, and I resigned precisely for that reason, so that mm -hmm. I could focus on my writing. We're talking to Sergio Troncoso, who is coming out with two books this year and who will be reading here at the University of Texas, El Paso, sponsored by the Department of Creative Writing on November 4th, Friday at 7 p.m. in Quinn Hall, 212. Two books in one year. The, uh, let's talk about Crossing Borders, personal essays. This is your first collection of nonfiction, isn't it? Yes, that's right. Tell us about it. Well, it's a collection of 16 essays, some of them very recent and some of them uh, a little older. It, it's a variety of essays from issues I had. For example, there's one about a fight I had with my father, and it deals with father-son relationship mm -hmm. and how, you know, sometimes the, the sons see things very differently from Los Padres from Mexico. The biggest essay, the one I've gotten probably the most response from, is a letter to my young sons, which is my wife, uh, Laura, had breast cancer. And so it really chronicles the, the battle we went through. I remember that, that essay. It's powerful. It is. And, and people all over the country write to me. A lot of women mm -hmm. write to me about that. I mean, the, the reason I wrote it is first because I'm really 
proud of my wife. She's she was so strong and still is very strong with everything she went through. And I also saw in her, for example, breast cancer support group, she would tell me these stories when when she was going through it, that a lot of men incredibly left their girlfriends or left their wives during this most horrible time in in you know in their mm-hmm. life. I wanted to be a good father. You know, this is how my parents taught me to be, to be a good a good family person. And so I wanted to chronicle, you know, also the role of, of fathers during, during this kind of family crisis. And so I also wanted, my kids were also tiny at the time. Aaron was three and Isaac was one. They didn't know what we were going through. And so I wanted to leave a record of what we did. And so that was one of the things. Yet another essay in the book, for example, Fresh Hala. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. That has to do with your your fascination or your respect of many things in uh, the Jewish culture. When the El Paso Times reviewed that book, <laughs> they said that you Jewish. had uh, converted to Judaism. Yes. Right, but I, I, I did not convert to You're not a Judaism. Chicano Jew after all. But as I said, you know, sometimes when I walk in New York, they have this mitzvah tank. I don't know if you've walked in the... There are these uh, Lubavitcher Jews who ask you on the street, whether you're Jewish, and, and you know they're they're sort of interested to see if you if you want to you know learn more about the Jewish faith, and I mm. always tell them no, I'm not Jewish, but I'm definitely a friend, <laughs> and so they they always laugh, and so this this essay is a, it began with about a story about my grandmother, you know Dolores Rivero, who grew up during the Mexican Revolution in Chihuahua in a little place called El Charco, which is literally the puddle. And, you know, my grandmother is really one of the main reasons I became a writer. I wanted to write about her, and the first story I wrote was about her, so that people would not forget the character she had, the tough, no-nonsense, truth-telling character that, that was so important to my life. But the other thing I sort of understood as I was writing this essay is it, it reminded me a lot of a lot of the... Jewish members of the Jewish community, people, Holocaust survivors, people that I had gotten to know either through my wife or by living in New York, and the kind of deep respect I had for somebody who had gone through something very tough and who would know nonsense. And so the essay is this this idea of of sort of understanding and appreciating Judaism through what I understood and appreciated about my grandmother. Wow. You know, she was very righteous, and I think that characteristic, I think, is certainly visible, you know, in Jews that went through a lot during World War II. Right, um, right. So I wrote about it, and, you know, it's also to challenge um, maybe people along the border and, and in many other places in the, in the country that, you know, that you can admire someone who's of a different faith, of a different culture, of a different race and, and, you know, cross that border. And it's not easy, by the way, because I mm-hmm. think it took a long time mm-hmm. for my family's wife to accept me, particularly my family's mother. But they did eventually. And, and I think, you know, I think I learned a lot from them as much as they learned from me. We're talking to Sergio Troncoso, author of two new books, a collection of essays called Crossing Borders, Personal Essays, and This Wicked Patch of Dust which is a novel. Sergio will be reading from one or both when you're Um, here. Probably a little bit of both. Excellent. He'll be reading from both uh, here at UTEP, Friday, November 4th. Well, we look forward to seeing you, and thank you for joining us on Words on the Wire. Thank you, Daniel.